Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Rahalastapa this week with the awesome Connie Huck, who is a lot of fun. Uh, look, we're going through difficult times here, as we all are, and we want to keep you entertained. So we've set up a live streaming channel at twitch.tv slash rkherring. There's stone clearing at 8 a.m. There's snooker at 7.30 p.m. We're going to do some live interviews for Rahalastapa. Rahalastapa! Uh, and maybe lots of more stuff. I might play Civ 2 and you can watch. I might play Scrabble and you can watch. Um, we might try and put some sketches together. It's all free. You can subscribe if you want to pay some money. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can give us free money every single month by just linking your Twitch and Amazon Prime accounts. We're going to put a video of this explaining it up. You should be able to see... Uh, and um, then you just remember to return every month and resubscribe, and you can give us $5 a month for nothing from Ian Amazon's big bank vault full of money. He's a fool. He's given this money out for free. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm happy to take some of it and turn it into more content for you. It's a win-win-win situation. Um, yeah, and... Uh, do keep listening to the podcast. That's a great way to help us as well. And also, if you're concerned as I am about the live comedy circuit scene with clubs and comedians, please help stand-up comedians get through this difficult time. They literally have no other income, many of them. They've relied on just the gigs they do every week in clubs. There are no clubs on at the moment. Many of them will do stuff online. Um, but I don't know how much money they'll be able to raise through that. So to help the people who are struggling, we set up a Just Giving account. If you look for Just Giving and heckle the virus, you'll be able to give, maybe just go every month uh, while this is going on and donate the cost of one gig ticket, uh, and that will be redistributed by the people at Next Up Comedy. Thanks so much to them uh, for organising this uh, and help people through this difficult period. Do help the people in your own communities. If you don't think stand-up comedians are the are the priority, find someone who is the priority. Don't complain about it and then do nothing, is what I'm saying. Please feel free to donate money to any of the other self-employed people or people who are uh, out of work because of this. Help everyone through. Look out for your neighbours. Uh, do talk to your friends who are isolating alone. If you are isolating alone, Make sure you're staying in contact with your friends and family uh, listening to these podcasts. And you can come and join us on Twitch TV and have a chat on there as well. Anyway, let's sit back, relax, enjoy the fabulous and surprisingly rude Connie Huck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who now equates illness with drunkenness. It's Richard Herring. <laughs> Fine. That's fine. I've had a week to recover. I'm fine. Oh no, actually, they're going out in a different order. Uh, so it's never mind. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, none of this is going to make sense now. Think about it. Fuck it. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Lee Stewart's Theatre Podcast. Uh, is uh, is uh, I've been uh, I'm in dressing room one. It's got Stuart Lee written on and a picture of Stuart Lee on it, all printed up nice. Could have taken that down for the day, couldn't they? They don't put that up when I'm in. They don't put Rich hanging a nice little photo of me sucking up to him. Uh, I was hanging around with Alan Measles the other day. You you remember him from the Rahalastapur that was ages ago? He calls it Rahalastapur, so I don't know if that's gonna don't know if that's gonna catch on. Uh, I've literally got nothing to talk to you about beforehand, so let's go. Let's see if we can. If there's anyone new in the front row, I'm not sure I've met this lady before. Have I met you before? What's your what's fuck? What you say? Fuck off to me. I dare you. That's very nice. I'm just coming to have a chat. What's your name? Ellen, you're wearing a kind of stripy top. That's a kind of very Richard Herring friendly stripy top. Sorry, I didn't wear my stripy top today. What do you do for a living, Ellen? Uh, I'm a graphic designer. A graphic designer. That's one step up from IT, isn't it? That's, uh, they actually have to draw it themselves, not just type something in. It's good. What was the best thing you've designed? You don't know. What's, what's, what are you most proud, what's your mum most proud of? <laughs> not much. Okay. Not going very well, is it, Ellen? You and me. It's not. It's, uh, what's the best pencil to use? <laughs> 2B. Okay, good. I could do a joke about it, I'm not gonna. What's, um, I've got, I thought of immediately, that's how my brain is so sharp, I immediately thought. What's, are you with Ellen? Yes. What's your name? Dan. Dan, that's nice. Uh, what do you do for a living, Dan? I'm a journalist. He's a journalist. Are you reviewing the show? No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fucking time. What do you, uh, what do you, um, 
what do you journal for? What, what's the what? what, what? Uh, freelance. Freelance. What was the? Have you? Are you trying to tell me you've never had anything in the paper? <laughs> yeah. What was the last thing you had in? You're basically unemployed. What was last? What was the last thing you had in? What sort of stuff is it? Why are you being so cagey? Is it poor? Is it hustler? <laughs> no. You're not going to tell me what it is. Wow. It just makes me more interested. Just more interested in why you're so... Mis it's a very uh, buff kind of guy, isn't he? He works out a bit. He's a nice-looking guy, isn't he? I'm not saying you're, you're punching above your weight, but he's a, he's a, he's a good-looking good guy. Done very well, Alan. Uh, so, right, we're going to crack straight on. I wouldn't mind. I don't care what you're right about, mate. I don't care. <laughs> I, there's no judgment. Um, my guest this week is probably best known for her role as a schoolgirl in 2.4 Children. That is... Yeah, remember that show? <laughs> Will you please welcome the amazing Connie Huck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> welcome. You have to, there's a microphone. You have to hold that up on your, on your face. Say hello. I hello. can do that. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Very good. Do you remember being the schoolgirl in 2.4 Children? Uncredited? I, I never made it in. What? I was just an extra. Yeah, I don't even matter. know how you even found that out. I know everything about I've you. I've gotten that. I mean, that was like when I was actually a schoolgirl, yeah. funnily enough. Um, yeah. Where yeah. did the, where where that's all over your. That's on, that's on Wikipedia. It's on IMDb. It? It's oh, everywhere. I don't, I don't look at the internet yeah. much. I'm the only one. I'm the only one <laughs> in the whole world. You don't want to look there, Connie. There's some awful things on yeah, there. Yeah, I know. So I've heard. <laughs> um, well, look, we've got so we've got history. You and me. We've got we've got a beef to settle right here, right now. Okay. We, we were both in a show called The Other Boat Race, and you were on oh, that. Oh gosh, we you were, <laughs> you were. You've forgotten me, haven't you, Connie? You've forgotten about me. That from my memory. You can understand why I've blocked uh, that from we, my memory. We had to do an Oxford Cambridge boat race. Connie Huck was uh, the uh, was the cox of the of the Cambridge. Jonathan Aitken was the cox of the Oxford boat. Six foot three, <laughs> by far the tallest person in our boat. Very heavy. Connie Huck, probably quite a good choice of uh, coxswain. Um, and uh, during the race, you steered into our boat. <laughs> I and uh, I hit one of your crew in the face with the, with the, the oar. Yeah. Nearly killed her. I'm, I'm amazed they managed to put anything out. <laughs> we never even finished the race, really. We, well, no, we did. We did. We won. That's why you forgot that. You yeah, wiped that from Oxford. Oxford won, as is only right. We had to restart. Do you remember yeah, that? And then and, and we'd done something to our boat that stop the water coming in and you, I think the reason you lost was because loads of water kind of because it was really we sunk it basically. was really cold <laughs> it was really cold and wet and the big waves and these waves were coming into your boat and we and um, and you had to have sand put into your boat because Gosh, you, you remember this so I clearly because it's the only time I've ever fucking won anything in my life yeah. <laughs> well we at least got, you won one thing I've, I've won never won thing. anything in I, my life we got life. a cup saying winner and a medal saying winner and you got a medal saying loser which I thought was <laughs> In a two-horse race, so it was a the bit rude. Story of said my second. life. Oh, thanks for reminding me. So anyway, I've forgiven you. Did you? I, we were. You've forgiven we me. We were. For what? You were crashing into us. I lost. You we nearly lost. killed me. I nearly killed a woman. I nearly, <laughs> I nearly killed a professional rower. That's the worst thing of it. Um, we were really uh, g'd up to hate you. It's taken me a long time. <laughs> Not you personally. The whole boat of people. Uh, that our people really made us... These Oxford people, they're so you know, competitive. They are, but you know... Us Cambridge, we couldn't care we had, less. We had Toby we Young and Jonathan Aitken in our boat yeah. and I still preferred them to you. That's how... That's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how but I've, I've got over it, I've got over it. The Cambridge boat was a, much, a group of much nicer people. I, we were just I, normal, they were weirdos. Yeah, we were weirdos. As you can tell. <laughs> Dare you. So, Connie Huck. Yes. You were on Blue Peter. No way! What my researchers, I've about that's that. what my researchers told me. Yeah. You're the longest-serving female presenter of Blue Peter in, in Blue Peter history. Oh, thanks! That I makes like it sound them. like a sort of prison sentence, but that was that's. I know it's, uh, it's quite does, impressive. Isn't it? Yeah, my yeah, I served my time. What? They couldn't get rid of me basically because it's like the dream job. Yeah. Literally. And actually, we had a new head of children's at one point. She was like, oh, Connie's been there too long. So they decided to terminate my contract. But by the time my contract was up, she'd left. So I got a stay of execution. <laughs> and then, like, literally, every time I thought I should leave, it was like, oh, well, if you stay 
for a few more episodes, it'll be your 4,000th show, and then you can do 10 years, and then after that, so you can be the longest serving. There was always this, some sort of record or benchmark or something, so yeah. I just ended up staying forever. You're not competitive <laughs> at all, are you? No, uh, no, that's <laughs> the thing. I'm not, though, because other people would have come and gone and tried to, you know, crack the world of, I don't know, grown-up telly or whatever, yeah. but I'm really like, if it ain't broke, don't think, you know, it's <laughs> clinging on. I've just happily been there now, really. I don't like to change things you up. You could still be there. You still look exactly the same as you did. <laughs> You do, but you do. You still, you still look twelve years old, <laughs> I, yeah. which is a you know kind of compliment. It's sort of, but I'm like forty-four, and it's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what's your favourite memory of Blue Peter? What's the best thing you did on Blue oh, Peter? Just all the travel. Yeah. Before I was on Blue Peter, I'd literally not been anywhere, and then suddenly, especially because at one point it was on five times a week, because they were introducing this sort of. Um, digital channels. So we were on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on terrestrial. Then Tuesday and Thursday, we were on digital. So they had to just fill so much airtime that literally you'd be, I don't know, going off to Scunthorpe, then to a live studio, then flying to Italy or something, and then terrible for carbon footprint, but just brilliant for, you <laughs> no know. No one cared about that the, then. No, give a shit. Give a shit, the planet, <laughs> whatever. Um, but the point is, is that honestly, I'd, like, I'd led such a sheltered life till then. And then, and literally, you don't just go to a place. You see behind the scenes of the place. You sort of meet the people. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a dream job, hence I didn't leave, but over a decade. <laughs> and what was the worst thing about doing it? What was the worst thing about doing it? I mean, I've got, I literally can't think of a worse thing. Isn't that like... That's amazing. That's just gross, isn't it? That's horrible. People well, you, hate their jobs. And You sort of left after there was a slight... I mean, there was a few con controversies There's when you were there. Of, there. It was... Yeah, we I named mean, a cat with the wrong name. I mean, yeah. it was a massive controversy. Yeah. And... Uh, that bloke took all those cocaines yeah, as well. Drug, that, that, drug that was bloke. probably that yeah. was probably worse. Not, not the best example <laughs> for the children. Uh, but but yeah. you, there was a controversy towards the end of your about the competition. There was a competition that was that yeah. there was a phone. Well, in no, competition. don't you remember? I don't remember it. I had to look it up, and I thought, God, no, that is pathetic. Just in telly in general. Yeah. So RDF, the production company, made a yeah. documentary about the Queen, and they edited her storming out of a room, supposedly, but only they'd edited it all in the wrong order and she'd been going into a room. And then suddenly, literally every TV programme had to trawl through all their emails and their back catalogue of whether, you know, everything was genuine, was that caller on the line a real person, blah, 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 blah. And they found this competition which we had to name a cat. And the top scoring name was actually Cookie. Right. And they called the cat Socks because I think the editor preferred the name Socks. Right. And so then, yeah, all hell broke loose and he got sacked. <laughs> and, and you had to go on and apologise. I did, because we'd yeah. let everyone down. Yeah. <laughs> Have you forgiven yourself for it? I, I don't know. There still might be traumatised people <laughs> out there that wanted that cat to be yeah. called Cookie and it got yeah. called Socks. You know, childhood is when we're shaping and forming and things that get us then, they can affect us for life, <laughs> as we know. So, as us grown-ups know. Yeah, oh, that's good. So, are you... Uh, um, well, look, I've been reading... Let's talk about your book. Uh, have you been, and it's, uh, you've been written a book called Cookie, funnily enough. And, yeah, uh, that is a total coincidence. <laughs> like, it, isn't, it isn't me carrying that with me for life. And the most annoying boy in the world. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it, it seems to me... I mean, the, the character's basically called Connie Huck. Well, <laughs> and uh, and went to school in the same place you did, and has the same number of sisters you did, and was on <laughs> was on Brainbusters instead of Block. But you were on Blockbusters. I know, and I didn't get any questions is, right. And she uh, doesn't get any questions <laughs> right. It's just, and literally, she gets asked the same questions that I got asked. So right. it's like me laying that demon to rest. Obviously. Is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe. What I, I quite like. That's what I feel I like, like I'm in therapy all of a I sudden. I mean, that's a bit of a spoiler, but that's what I. I mean, you know, there's no seven-year-olds listen to this, and if they do, fuck off. Yeah. Not for you. You should be. In I'm bed. not apologising for anything. I took some cocaine and I liked it. It was okay. <laughs> I advise you to do the same. Um, <laughs> now, next week, that's me. I'm very sorry to say. <laughs> yeah. um, not only have I let me down, <laughs> but I've let you. That's all what down. I liked about the book was there's a there's a few. Bit, I mean, there's lots of things I liked, but I really like the fact that it doesn't follow the kind of trajectory you're expecting. There's some rugs pulled away. And, and the, char the main character goes... She's a goes, bit mental, that well, main character. Yeah, I don't know where you got that from. And, uh, it's, uh, and uh, she gets all of her questions wrong. It's brilliant. Well, you know what? But You've all... listened to the audiobook yeah. and the actual humour is in all the comic strips. And I said, we shouldn't really do an audiobook because... The funny bits are in all the pictures, so you've sort of... It was, very it was a very funny bit. I think my wife writes for the same sort of age group and the same oh. sort of thing about 
rivalries between school kids and what it's really well observed in uh, in terms of all that falling making friends falling out yeah, with yeah, people yeah. Uh, and she's sort of not very self-aware of when she's being she's totally yeah unaware yeah. i mean but you know that age i have to say it's like i don't know as kids we're all a blank canvas aren't we and then everything is what society puts on you and half of it's bullshit and absurd yeah. and kids really realize that more than grown-ups they're really refreshing yeah in the and so kind of it's sort of showing that in a way yeah yeah and it's there's a lot of science and stuff in there sort of subtly interwoven in yeah it's there's nice. a lot of knowledge woven in there because yeah. everything is so i'm our, our oldest turned seven and then he got the wimpy kid books and i Sort of was like, okay, let's read a book tonight. And the, it's like, he's seven years old. It's the first book. He's like, the fit girls in high school and this and then, you know, because it was written 10 years ago, sort yeah. of pre me too. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be good to write a funny book where actually they're sort of learning something in a stealth fashion? So it's all really woke, but it's hidden. It's like <laughs> stealth woke and stealth education. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's disguised as a funny romp. So I always say it's sort of like Bridget Jones meets Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> if that That's what be. we'd like to see. I'm talking about <laughs> Me Too. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> and you can do, um, you do, do you accent? It's worth that in the audiobooks. You do a Liverpudlian accent. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. Think, a think Scouser accent, be, like? Yeah, yeah. I think it's meant to be Liverpudlian. From years of watching Brookside yeah. in my youth <laughs> that I have perfected. Can you do a Bart, Bart Simpson impression in there? Do I? Yeah. Oh, I, oh yes. At the very, yeah, in the yeah. beginning of it. You want me to do it now? No, don't, I don't really. If you, okay. no, no, if, you, no, if you don't feel... Yo, right. homeboy. No, you see, I can't yeah, do it. <laughs> oh, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get into it. Sometimes you... you got yeah, you can't just go you straight into it. I can't just, sometimes I can't no, go straight into my switch. Scottish accent. No, I have to, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to like, I mean, it, then it's just perfect, though. Just uh, sometimes a little tweak at the beginning. So, um... I mean, you did a lot of things when you were, you know, you were in, you were a scary, school, you were a school girl in, school girl in two point four children. You were in the National Youth Music Theatre, and you appeared on Blue Peter when you were fourteen. Is that true? Yeah, I was in you a sang play a solo with Jude Law actually, and he was like seventeen. And wow. Yeah, no. So, uh, what what year was this? I'm trying to think of the year, but I can't do maths that. Quickly. You were fourteen. Yeah, I still can't do maths. Thirty that years. It's thirty years ago. Oh yeah, that should be easy. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I'd say it's 1989, but I get I get confused with that because that feels like that's that can't be 30 years ago, right? So I keep, let's say it's 1979. I'm just in no. denial that I'm old now. Yeah. Like I had an invite to my 20-year school reunion. And I was like, no, this only happens in those films where they go back to the small town in America where they grew up. You know, that can't be. Those must be a mistake. And and now I can't even say that that was recently because that's <laughs> that anecdote is old now. So it will yeah. be like my 25-year school reunion or whatever yeah. next. And I got the GPNHS survey thing, you know, the patient um, questionnaire. And I realised that next year I move up a box. Yeah. And whereas I'm in like the 35 to 44 box, next yeah. year I'm like 45 Enjoy to... Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Goes, goes by very fast. Yeah. Goes by very, very fast. Um, so you would, you, you do. So what got you into TV and presenting in the first place? We, we... Do you know? Uh, actually, so there was an advert in Time Out magazine, and it was for open. This is when like there were only four channels on the telly, yeah. and they started doing B Sky B and Scott. You know, people got satellite dishes, and there was a channel called the Family Channel and a channel called the Children's Channel, but there was a gap in between. Because um, the children's channel ended like five o'clock and the family channel ended at seven. So they wanted to film these two hours with youth programming. And in Time Out magazine, they had open auditions for TV presenters. So me and my sister thought it'd be fun to go along for a laugh. You had to be 18 to 25. And I was 16 and still at school. So I wasn't sort of trying to get the job. I just thought it would be fun. And I was in a girls' school. I thought we'd meet boys and, you know, all of that stuff. Anyway, and I went along. So I was, because sometimes when you're not trying to do, get something, then it's easier. And I kept getting these callback auditions. And then I got this job and they thought I was unemployed and I'd left school. And I told my head of sixth form, who was quite called John Sargent's wife, Mrs. Sargent. Okay. And she was like, that will look really good on your ucker form. <laughs> and, and so she, she actually negotiated with the production company. And I'd done my maths A-level a year early because I was doing further maths. I was going to be an engineer. I was doing like maths, further maths, physics and chemistry. And so I had all these free periods. And I, like, would, they got me a pager. This is pre-mobile phones. And I'd have to go to the school payphone when they bleeped me. It didn't even have the messages. It was literally a red light went off. <laughs> and then I'd go and interview, like, take that in East 17. And suddenly <laughs> I, this square Asian girl was kind of cool and it was great. And 
I'm sure that's what got me into university because it did look quite good. It did on my look good, didn't they? So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll meet take that if we have her here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe she'll bring them along. <laughs> yeah. That's really. What did you? What did your friends at school think about about you? I doing? sort of had this newfound cool all right. of a sudden. Yeah, it was a bit weird, really. But take that weren't really big then. There was a period where they used to just go around like literally naked with the letters T. H uh, A T, you know, take and that. Yeah. Um, I can't even spell. I just that spelled that. Spelled that was an H but That's anyway. why they didn't do so well to me. But they were literally in smash hits every week and on every sort of kids show trying to break it. And anyway, I went and interviewed them, and then uh, subsequently they did well with like a million love songs or something. And then we ran that interview when they became famous. Right. So, but and East Seventeen, I interviewed them loads. I went yeah. around their house and stuff. It was just whoever was knocking around, yeah. which was always East 17, it seemed to be, so. I met East 17 when I, pre Did you presented you? Top of the Pops as well. I presented yeah, yeah. Top of the Pops in the, in the mid-90s and they were, they were on doing that. Yeah, uh, and, they did a lot of that, didn't they? Uh, Brian Harvey was eating a uh, family pack of Maltese, as I remember, like, oh, on his he? own, yeah. Okay. On his own, he didn't share them, he didn't offer us one. Didn't Tony Mortimer want one? He was in the canteen, and then he went on to bake potatoes, didn't he, next? And that was, that yeah. was, that was his downfall. <laughs> Just like anything big and brown and round, so he's into. <laughs> Thought I could eat, I could eat those now. <laughs> could try and eat the moon next. <laughs> Moon's not brown. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And, I did work experience at TV Centre. Did you? Yeah, I, because I lived in Ealing. It was yeah. just sort of down the road. But the canteen was just... I remember, like, see, Andrew... Do you remember Andrew O'Connor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he used to present Turnabout yeah. <laughs> in lunchtimes after Watch With Mother or whatever. Anyway, sorry, that was my claim to fame. <laughs> but I remember being really excited he, to see him. He's gone on to be the executive producer of Peep Show and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and massive... he, hasn't he moved to America now yeah, and probably. he's in showbiz or whatever? Yeah. But anyway, and then I what, remember... What like sweets was he going, eating? Uh, he was eating just normal canteen <laughs> food okay. in the canteen. And I ended up sitting with him and having lunch. I was doing work experience on the Ross Abbott show. Okay. And they all went off on location. So I used to just wander around the corridor of TV that center, is dangerous for someone who looks like you. That's a very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bump into Jimmy. So that's now lucky. all people. I, that's all people's flats now. That's all been turned into flats, it's right? All, yeah, and it's Would Soho House, there? and it's all a bit trendy. Do you want to live in? Possibly where Jimmy Savile uh, raped some kids. Yeah, apparently one of the most expensive properties in London. Yeah, is will be. In TV center. Yeah. Yeah. No, wouldn't want to live there. It's a, it's a, there's a, it mirrors the Grenville Towers, the other side of the Westfield, <laughs> and uh, and the, and these posh flats. The BBC on Have the other side. Have you been back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I was. I, I used to live there. So, it was, but uh, it, it's the. What it's in the, those posh flats? No, I used to live in Shepherd's Bush, so oh, okay. I'd be up there all the time. And you'd look, you'd notice once the fire had happened, you could see that that was the. the I'm not that I'm obsessed with this, but it just <laughs> it just summed up London. They had this massive shopping centre, these ridiculously expensive flats, which were for sale. With Sa I just thought Savile's estate agent wouldn't touch them, but they did. <laughs> they were. Yeah, I got this from Savile's. <laughs> and then on the other side, it's just it just sums up London. Uh, but that's why I don't live Is in London anymore. That's why you moved. Out? That's why I moved. No, I was moving anyway, but uh, it did uh, make it a bit. It brought it home. It brought it home. Yeah, it is. But that's well, that's you know, it's all that. It's all that, like, it's all that. Oh, no, don't get me started. No. I'll start ranting. And I like it when you rant. You ranted on the Jeremy Vine show about I know, Brexit. I did rant. I should have said nose instead of head, shouldn't I? And yeah. then that would have been all right. Yeah, you did. It was a Muslim saying, what if everyone chopped, chopped off everyone's head yeah, off? That was, you, that you, was, you, uh, that was a bad You're as bad as tabloid journalist. You're moment. just misquoting everything there. <laughs> but you, you agree with the sentiment, right? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you see Piers Morgan taking the piss out? Yeah, yeah, but I know... Oh, God, we used to have to do... Uh, I know Piers because we used to have to do the eco campaigning for Eon uh, and, and we had to do all these photo shoots with like this giant polar bear and stuff and he'd be in this green suit and I had to wear a green dress it was so naff I can't believe I did that now uh, so and he's always we're always like sort of taking the piss out of each other yeah. uh, and him and Charlie have a running joke of well no it's not even a running joke an ongoing hatred of each other yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah there's no joke and I can't really imagine the two of them joshing around and no. being mates <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun taking the piss. That's yeah, no. and have you seen Touch of Cloth ever? Uh, yes, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so he, so, oh, someone's yeah, seen, it. seen it. Good, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. But I don't know if it's on any streaming platform. But in that, he continually is taking the piss out of Piers Morgan. Right, okay. It's like a sort of spoof of a 
sort of crime thriller series. It's so good. It needs to be back on telly. Yeah, get it back on. Yeah, he, what's to... he been up to? He hasn't done anything, has he, Charlie, recently? No, but it's been... He should get back doing Touch of Cloth. That would be good. <laughs> it's really good, though. You can do that. And he Black can't be Mirror. that busy. He can't be that busy. But let's quickly talk yeah. about Charlie, because you okay. met Charlie. Some people think it's an unlikely uh, partnership, the two of you. The Blue Peter ex-presenter and the yeah. sort of rudest man on TV. Now, I, I sort of wonder whether it started off. You did his, you did his screen wipe show where you did a thing about men weeing on the hillside. Yeah, yeah, men. Well, because that was when Prinny and Susanna and Gokwan and all that kept doing these sort of empowerment things where everyone yeah. would go naked on a hillside or, you know, do these things like get a big bus with the slogan, like, let's all get naked or whatever. And so then um, we did one about men with shycock. Yeah. Pyurethis. Have I said it right? I don't know. I don't know. Pyurethis. I think Shycock did the job. Uh, which is when you can't piss in a urinal next yeah. to another bloke. Does anyone have that here? Yeah. Oh, you do. Well, there you go. And so we were trying to... Well, you should have been on the show. I should have. Come we on. We could have cured you and empowered you. Uh, anyway, uh, but that's not when we actually met. We were sort of friends for ages right. before... But it together. must have been like, oh, I'll do the blue. You know, that must have been quite edgy. You'd come out Blue Peter, presumably by that stage, and you're doing a thing about men we well, on the hillside. Was, they often would ask, but Blue Peter never yeah. let us do anything. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you have to be as clean as a whistle. Yeah. Apart from when you do coke, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so yeah, uh, that's why, yeah, I didn't do anything on his show till no. I left. So you did that. Then you thought, did well, that. that hasn't been edgy enough, so I'll go out with him. <laughs> then that, has, that, that, that hasn't been enough, so I'm going to have to marry him now. Yeah, yeah. Then that didn't work. So you yeah, have got kids with him, and then, and then now you're stuck now? with him, aren't you? You're stuck with him just because no, you were trying to... just divorce him. So I think he, he's, he's much nicer than he appears on the telly, right? He's not as nice. Yeah, people he's are always as... like thinking he'll be really scary yeah. because he's got that on-screen persona yeah. Of sort of grumpy, scary bloke, but he's a real softie. Yeah, and you are probably much nastier than you appear yeah. on the team. I seem really nice, but I'm a total bitch. <laughs> like this is just my public persona. Yeah. But so actually, we meet in the middle, yeah, and it works, so it works really well. Yeah, yeah. And is it? But we is are it... totally opposite. Actually, the other day I was looking <laughs> at, at this family picture of us. We never have family photos, but we. I found this selfie from when the kids were young, and I realised he's got the biggest head in the world, and I've got the smallest head in the world. <laughs> I thought when we have kids, they'll have normal-sized heads, and actually our five-year-old's head is bigger than mine, and our <laughs> seven-year-old has a tiny head. Wow. Sorry, this is just boring. This is fascinating stuff, but anyway. Well, he was saying last, when he was on, he was on very recently. He was here. He was here last week. Like, last week, I can't work out the timing He was it. trying to work out yeah. what day, and I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> we didn't want to be together. No, I wouldn't Because we hate each other. <laughs> I wouldn't have put you on together, because who'd look after the kids? Exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thoughtful like that. Yeah, I understand thank that. you. But he said that he, is he very fastidious about sell-by dates and you're not fastidious about... Oh really my God. I mean, like, literally, sell-by dates yeah. are real bug... I mean, I've got all... This is um, yeah, this is a big problem in, in our household. Yeah. No, but, like, literally, if you look on anything, like, you get, I don't know, 500 milliliters of Greek yogurt and it says eat within two days, you'd be having Greek yogurt for every fucking meal <laughs> if you ate it within two days. Does anyone actually do that? Or do you do people just literally bin everything? Yeah. Is that what you all do? What do you do? What do you do anyway? It splits with my wife bins the stuff and I eat the stuff. You can tell I Charlie that I have got food poisoning this week. Yeah. So, it's, so that is... But that's from eating the food my wife has prepared for me. So that is... If it is but food like poisoning. literally if it smells off and it looks off, it's off, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I only Usually. eat things that are years... I find things in the freezer that have been there since 1976 and I'll eat it. And I never get ill. And he's ill the whole time. He's literally ill the whole time. I'm not even kidding. Was he ill when he was here last No, week? he seemed okay. He seemed quite, he quite okay, good spirits. Yeah, because so he could tell that anecdote yeah. and not have it come was, back and hit him I said, what should I ask her about? He said, don't ask her about sell-by dates, is what he said. So I said, oh, well, I definitely he's always, ask her. He's so paranoid about food poisoning yeah. all the time. He's literally like, oh, did you touch that? Wash your hands before you touch it. Like, oh, very, sensible, very sensible man. And then, oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Should I tell you about the other arguments in our Yeah, household? of course. <laughs> well, he says that oh, all couples... <laughs> Have a, do you guys have a thing about loading the dishwasher? Well, I, I do. I so just, this is getting really boring, do, isn't it? I do it. If anyone else touches it, I'm annoyed. That's, oh, that's, really? That's my job. I, I do the hate bins loading the it, and he'll always dictate how to load yeah, it. Yeah, that's me. But so I'm, I'm like him himself. in that. 
My friend, actually, her and her husband have this Barney the whole time. She, she actually taped him the other day ranting, and he's saying, you have no spatial awareness. She just sent me this audio message. But there's households up and down the country yeah. that just fall out over the dishwasher. Well, you've got to be very careful, because if you put a big plate in the wrong place in that dishwasher, then it clogs up the spinning thing. And my wife does not... However many times I tell my wife, she doesn't understand that. So I have to, you have to put the big plates right at the edge, and then it can spin. But you still have to check... Yeah, but they're then, leaning against the wall. How big are your big plates? They're not that big, but it's a quite a small dishwasher. Oh, uh, well, you see, you there need a bigger only... dishwasher because ours spins with the big plates in yeah. there. Well, that's how the other half live, Connie. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, black say, that's the old black mirror I money there. I don't mind. One I just do this podcast. That's why I've got a small... <laughs> I've got a little... No, but actually, right, yeah. uh, it is more eco-friendly yeah. to fill a dishwasher up to the hilt than yeah, to... That's what I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, but to do several loads on a small dishwasher isn't as eco-friendly. It's, but not, also, that, it's not a tiny small, wait, but it's... Wait, this is it's this not dishwasher. Small, edit all this out, by the no, way. No, I'm not going to. This is the best. This is fucking gold. Okay, this is gold. Okay. It's and just, also, uh, I would rather scrape a bit of dried up spinach off yeah. a plate and then put three loads in to do the same amount of... Why, why do you have a dishwasher then? Do you have a no, massive dishwasher? Is... <laughs> um, it's a, I'd say it's a three-quarter size dishwasher. As it's just the space in the kitchen. It's, we've got a lovely kitchen. It's just. But you live in a grade two listed country. I do live in a mansion, so you could have had a bigger dishwasher. I could have had a. a you whole moved room out of it. Shepherd's Bush to get more space, I and did. your dishwasher is tiny. I know it, more for you. My dishwasher's. <laughs> My dishwasher's smaller and my bath's smaller and I'm furious. And once you've got those things... Oh, Charlie's furious because he doesn't think our bath is wide enough. He's changed, everyone. Yeah. He's changed <laughs> since them Channel 4 days. So it's all changed now. I agree Netflix, with that. I'm Netflix. on his side on that as well. We had, we had a really nice bath in our old house and you could both sit in it and it was lovely. And Have now? A, and now it's just got a tiny... It's, you know, it's like there's America, America have weird baths. So they're really low and shallow. It's like a shallow... It's like a bath, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's too small. It's like the dishwasher. <laughs> okay. I think I might have accidentally moved into a model small? village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how big is your... How many bedrooms have you got? Oh, so many. I uh, knew it. I knew it. You live in a mansion, don't you? It's great to listen to this much, house. I found out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice house. That's his excuse for not getting solar panels. We were talking about being eco. He's got an electric car, but yeah. he doesn't want the solar panels making hey, his house Hey, come on, what are we talking about backstage stays backstage? Or, <laughs> or do you want them to know what you said about Valerie Singleton? <laughs> Which was nothing. I, I, I had... You were, the, you were in Blue Peter when, the, when they dug up the Millennium, uh, the, the time stink. capsules. Oh, yeah, stinking. Yeah. It was I had rancid. such a good time. I watched those. I mentioned it in a oh. recent podcast. I watched, I watched those the other day I and I was laughing my head off. I was literally off. retching. I had to do the nose block thing because it was so putrid and yeah. stinking. Ugh. You were like, there's John Noakes there. There were all the stars came back, back. And they were all kind of, they were trying to make the best of it. Going, oh, look, you can almost yeah. see what that is. <laughs> they were full to the brim. Every one of them full to the brim of water. Everything yes, waterlogged. I mean, were you furious with the people who put those time capsules? Because that's furious. the first thing about time capsules. It's got to be waterproof, right? That's yeah, the point, no. isn't it? They really <laughs> stitched us up. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a it very tiny underground bar. the same people who done the gardening, I reckon. Yeah. Got, it was magpie. The people of Magpie. Could be the Magpie. Yeah, that's what it was. They hold like, a long Everyone's too young to even know what I'm talking about. You no, know Magpie? Not. No, yeah, yeah. Look again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark, I can't <laughs> see in there. Okay. They're very old. Yeah. Yeah, but who's laughing now? Magpie or Blue Peter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Done very well. Done very well, Blue Peter. What is it like when you get to meet all those, the legendary Blue Peter presenters when they, when they all Because of those... Yeah, they do it every now and again. We have a 50 year. Yeah, do you know what? It's really weird. It's like belonging to a, w a weird family. Right. Because, you know, like with your extended family, you don't choose them, but you sort of have an affection. Well, sort of, or you hate them or whatever. I don't know. But you're always sort of back together at every Christmas or every, I don't know, 50th or whatever. And there's always some anniversary or other where they wheel us ex presenters out. Like, <laughs> we've got a Blue Peter Christmas archive program or something that they're filming, like, in the next couple of weeks and this and that. And so actually, you know, the first time you meet them, you're a bit like, oh, there's John Luke, so there's Valerie Singleton or whatever. And then now they're just like, you know, sort of strange uncles and aunties, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
They were that. Was it the per Purvis, Noakes, and Singleton? Were they your three or Judd? Was My Judd? three were Simon Groom. Oh, is it that far? Peter right? Duncan. And, right. Yeah. How much older are you than me? Well, a little bit. Eight years older than you. But they like they went for a long. It felt they like didn't... they were then for a long time. The, yeah. So... Not as long as me no. though. <laughs> well, obviously Valerie Singleton wasn't. John Noakes must have done more. Yeah. Than yeah. Me. He did. He did. He was the only one that did more than me. <laughs> was Charlie Nice on this? Yeah. He was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. You know. He yeah. was very polite, He's unlike done his this wife. A couple of times. He has, yeah, he has. Yeah. He was very on very early and and just put him back on again. It's lovely to see him again. Oh, very nice. I'm very happy. I hadn't seen you. him for seven we and a half years. We saw you at Bing Live. I know. He, we talked about that. Oh, did he talk about that? Yeah, I didn't see you. He didn't come up and say hello. I was stuck with the bloke from JLS. He <laughs> <laughs> was nice. Yeah, I was on it? House of Games with him or something. I think when I say I knew him. What has my life become? What's going on? Did you enjoy Bing? Did you enjoy the Bing live show? Because Charlie loved talked about it. That. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Although, it? did you get? Did, yeah, he was selling those spinny neons. That's what things. he was talking about as well. Oh, did he talk? Yeah. Oh no, we're so boring. We just no, talked about just, spinny neons. But um, one of their spinny neon things broke, and so you know what that's like. It was just awful. All hell broke loose, and the other ones was working, and it was oh, okay. the whole way home. It was just yeah. traumatic. Never have two kids. That's my advice. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah, too late for me. Bit as well. late. I'd, if I'd known before. I could always kill one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Gonna be, it's gonna look really bad if you do kill this one of them. Why... <laughs> you know what though? This is why I don't like doing things. Like things in like I it's said. All right, it's okay. like, I think because I... I, people don't get my humour, and that's why the Jeremy Vine thing happened. <laughs> It's like because now this, uh, things get taken out of context. I mean, no, and I can't. I'm not very good at self. <laughs> it was clearly a joke. No, that's you not, say that. That's so not how the Daily Express are going to see it. There's and a fucking journalist on the front row. He's creaming his pants. He can't believe it. This could be his first writing. job ever. I'm going to. I'm going to sell a story, Mum. I'm going to get Did twenty-five pounds. <laughs> Did you work out what 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 he wouldn't have you tell had me, he wouldn't say. Oh. Steve writes on the Blue Peter fanzine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's trying to say you won't let him speak. No, he you're won't not. Say. Oh, okay, you're yeah, right. You're right, he's unemployed. Carry on. What's wrong with you? I'm gonna ask you some emergency questions. Oh yeah, oh gosh, does that mean I'm doing badly? No, you've had just, to go means to like oh done. shit, Look, she's really bored. Oh. We're 40 minutes in and you haven't had one, that means you're doing very well. Oh, does it? Let's I see have... if we can go the whole hog. No. Without asking me if I suck my cock or whatever no. you're gonna ask me now. Oh, here we go. Quick, I need to think of an anecdote. Do you know, right, I bumped yeah. into you. Quick, Princess Anne at yeah. a thing, right? I'm just going back to the lies in telly. No. no, we're talking about lies in telly, remember? Yeah. And she went filming with Valerie Singleton. They okay. did a special sign an assignment around Africa. And she said to me, this was during the scandal of the lies in telly thing. She said to me, I, that's when I learned that TV was all lies. I went on safari with Blue Peter for two weeks, didn't see a bloody thing. Then I watched it on telly and there were some lion cubs being born. <laughs> and so that was, you know, and she did swear as well. Right. So there we go. Have I staved off the emergency no, questions? No, we're going to ask you a emergency oh. question. You that, did great that backstage didn't with you. We want some more. Oh. Um, what is the worst thing a cow has done to you? And What's that's probably the, the perfect question for a Blue Peter presenter because it mean, must uh, be something. Uh, what is the worst thing? Do you mean like a cow, like a person that's a cow? Or I mean a cow? a cow. I mean, I was thinking you can, you can interpret <laughs> it however you want. I've had many encounters with a cow. Have you not? Oh, actually, no, I've milked a cow before, but yeah. it didn't do anything bad. But it didn't, not much milk came out. Okay. That's not really bad, is it? Or is it? Maybe, I mean, maybe she was keeping the milk in to spite me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing a cow's done to me. Okay. Not give me milk. Fair enough. What's the worst thing a cow's done to you? Um, oh, he can dish it out, but he can't take it back. Uh, a horse once ate my map when I was on a school not, field trip. Not a cow, though, is it? Quite similar. <laughs> similar. It's an animal. They're, they're ungulate. But so are we. What's the worst thing a person's done to you, Richard? Um, oh. oh, really? <laughs> so many. Mm. Go on, latest, then. The latest one is having his name on my dressing room door. But that's, yeah. that's just the latest, that. long, that's the latest like, in a long list. But the minute you come into this theatre, he's there. I know. And with a quote from the Times, yeah. best stand-up ever. Yeah. I mean, rub your face in it. And that's awful, isn't it? It's awful. Imagine if there was a picture of John Noakes up there going, <laughs> longest serving three feet of the <laughs> 
We should have organised that. We can't be on. No, just we like to rub people's Stuart faces. Lee's still alive. He is. Yeah, not for long. Probably by the time, <laughs> by the time this goes out, I'm going to kill him and one of your children. Which one? Uh, Do you want a tip The off? one with the big <laughs> head. That's the younger one. Good. That's the spare. Um, <laughs> look, you probably will have an answer to this. I've never asked anyone this question. What have Ooh. you done to help the aged? Well, I've, do you know what? What? I visited my old school today. Did you? Yeah, because well, they're doing a thing for their alumni magazine. And it reminded me, because opposite is St. David's home, where I used to visit every week as part of my social services. Uh, and I used to spend an hour there every week, so I've done a lot to help the aged. Well, unless they hated me. I might have, in fact, I might have helped <laughs> what, them what, to an early grave. What did I you know. do? What I mean, I think I was like, I'd sit with them and read with them and like, you know, they'd tell me stories about yeah. their lives. Fascinating, elderly people. And sometimes we'd, we'd play like, what's that thing called with the croquet? Croquet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did a lot with the old folks. How was going back to the school? Were any of your same teachers there from the from the school? No, because as we know, I'm really old. I know, now. but I've been. They've I went back. On. Was, they've all gone now. There was one. Mr. Tadger Target was there for a long. Tadger, Mr. Target. We called him Tadger Target. Not still there now, though. He's right? not now, but he's only just retired. Really? He's related to a ten thousand year old skeleton. I mean, we all are, but <laughs> he he got in the news for it. Really? Why? How? What? Because his DNA... What did he do to it? He oh, was right. the local history teacher that we found in Cheddar Caves. They found a skeleton of 10,000 years old and they tested the DNA and then they tested a class in the history class and he was, he was related to wow, the skeleton. Wow, that's... that's yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, he's been Great. dining out, out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> for a few years. Um, good, interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, do your... What? What? Oh, this is... Uh, no, we're not that's for That's for an interview. We're not doing it. Oh, what? I'm intrigued. I won't answer it, but what was it? I mean, it's rubbish. Well, they good. Share it. We'll be the judge of that. There's a thousand one here. They can't all be called. You're just going to pick another one now. The, you must I'm, remember I'm it. I'm going to find it for you. What, it, would, it was, do you see yourself as a pterodactyl or a lawnmower? Okay. <laughs> that is rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Good for an interview, though, wouldn't it? Because you'd have to answer it. If, that, if someone asked you that in an interview, you'd have to go, oh, I'm very much a lawnmower. I get things done and have a little yeah, basket rubbish. on the front to catch their grass. Yeah. Well, I'm a pterodactyl. I fly around eating other dinosaurs with my sharp beak. I'm extinct. Mm. If you were God, what flavour would you have made ejaculate? <laughs> chocolate. 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 has to be chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate is my weakness. Is it? I f oh, I love chocolate. Yeah. You could just buy some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's like chocolate with bells and whistles. Okay. Well, with a lot of effort. <laughs> True. Yeah. Chocolate is worth the effort. Yeah. Okay. I love chocolate. Do you? Yeah, yeah. sorry. I said that already. Yeah, it's just... I like ganache and truffles best. Do you? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you like chocolate? I'd stopped eating it because I like it too much. I tried, I but I just can't. I stopped sucking men's cocks as well for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> I've successfully stopped eating chocolate, but now I've replaced it basically with ice cream. I've done very well. Do you really with, not eat chocolate? With, I don't. Believe I don't eat chocolate, and I don't ever. Drink, uh, not anymore. Not this year. Are you haven't kidding? Had a, haven't had any alcohol or chocolate this year. Really? Yeah. I haven't had any alcohol my whole life, apart from like three times or four. <laughs> but I think three actually. <laughs> How come? Because I don't drink. Well, drink a bit. Have a go. Well, I did. That was the three or okay. maybe four times. Okay. Wasn't into it. Yeah, you got to really. Although people always think I'm drunk. Yeah. So I don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. You got to push through. I've been drinking a few non-alcoholic beers recently, just to because you think. Oh, What's the, the point? Exactly, but they actually taste like beer tastes the first time you drink it. You know the. And first, are you pushing the first, through? Well, no, I'll stop, I'll stop See? again. See, I did that. It, yeah. I didn't push through. Yeah. yeah. You push if you push through when, with real beer, it's worth it. Worth it for what? Well, because you get drunk, you become more interesting. I'm attractive. so interesting, I don't need I'm talking to... for myself, sexually uh, attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're really funny. So your wife, your poor wife this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the 2008 Summer Olympic torch oh, debacle. Yeah. That was exciting. That debacle where I got yeah. attacked. You got attacked carrying the torch. I In did. 2008, so you were carrying the torch to China. 
Yeah, I was carrying the whole doing? way there. Oh, no, it's the Olympic torch relay. Yeah, what, what was it doing? You only carry it a few meters. People were like, "Are you in training for that?" And what like people, and like literally, you go from there to but about what there. What was it doing? In so the... it's good though because you look sporty. And they give the you the Olympic tracksuit. What? Were you in the UK? Yeah. What were you doing in the UK when it was 2008? Because we it was 2012 in the UK. Well, you said 2008. Well, I wasn't 2008. even listening. Says so 2008. You've got, well, because you're they announced it, it, don't they? Four years before. So you were taking it from China to London. I don't know. I no, can't I remember. Know. Anyway, tell us what happened. Uh, well, there was, and I kind of agreed. China has a terrible human rights record, and someone was trying to make a point, so they tried to get the torch off me. Yeah. And then there were all these. It was really weird because it was all a bit like. So our leg of it, the relay thing, was in Notting Hill Gate, and there was like still bands playing and crowds everywhere and it felt a bit like the Notting Hill Carnival but, the, but there was this sort of Chinese secret police people and they were really like sort of eerie in that like like this guy kept pushing my arm up because I wasn't holding it high enough I was like get <laughs> off me you know and and they were no one knew who they were so our police were like who are they the Olympic relay organizers were like who are they they just sort of go everywhere with the torch and are really scary anyway um, and so then this guy tried to wrestle off me. I hung on to it, by the yeah, way. Good. Yeah, yeah. I kept hold of it. And then afterwards, um, I was on the Today program the next day. And then they were like, oh, who were those people in the tracksuits? And I was like, I don't know. No one knew who they were. And then, like, Newsnight, then as I was coming out, they were like, oh, we want to do a thing on, on the relay. Um, will you do a piece or whatever? And then... Because when you're in BBC TV Centre, they will just come and grab you. And then, yeah. like, Channel 4 News were like, we found the guy that attacked you. Do you want to come? And I thought, no, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. It's almost like Jeremy Kyle or something. Um, anyway, so I said no. And then I went filming to Abu Dhabi the next day, and I put the telly on, and there was a thing about me being attacked with the Chinese uh, um, secret police and everything. This weird thing just grew. Um, and so it turned into this big thing, but really it was literally like, hold that bottle. It was like this, uh, 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 and that was that. Oh, wow. But you know how the media and these journalists, yeah. they make something How come out the nothing? Chinese people who were trying to make you hold it up didn't manage to stop this guy grabbing it? That's not, they were just... Yeah, I know, they were wimps. Rubbish. They were just giving it all that when they weren't needed. And then when they were needed, they were nowhere to be seen. But I hung on. That's good. So there we go. Thank you. Well done. Congratulations. Right. Can I just say, I, 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 I think China are terrible okay. for their human rights abuses. But I support the Olympic Games and not Good. China. Okay. I like the Olympic torch. That's a good thing. Yeah, good. it's good, isn't it? A bit of fire yeah. running run around. A bit of fire. Fire's if it goes important. out, they just light it again as well with a yeah. with a <laughs> with <laughs> lighter. Yeah. Not like in them olden days, no. rubbing sticks and all that. <laughs> Progress is good, isn't it? It's good. But it's bad too. <laughs> <laughs> So you've become an author. Yeah. You're still doing because you haven't done any like presenting for a little while. I'm just mum. Well, I was just mumming, and then yeah. suddenly now both the kids are in school, and I was like, oh no, I've got no excuses now. So I thought I'll write a book. Yeah. Because then you know, in between nine and three, I can just do it on my own time, yeah. and then get to drop off and pick up as well. You know, not have to have. You know, we were discussing this childcare thing earlier, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? It's annoying. You, you moved to, look to near your in-laws to be. I've, get... I've moved near to my in-laws. See, we've got none of that. Yeah. My parents are no longer with us, so no babysitting there. Not that that's what. I what, mean, it's yeah. the worst thing about it, right? Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to qualify. Just, yeah. And Charlie's parents are a bit sort of past doing that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm sort of hands-on mumming, but then you forget, or I didn't actually realise. That, you know, after the book comes out, the publishers want you to go to, like, book festivals and do this and that, and that doesn't fit in between the hours of <laughs> nine and three, all of that stuff. But, you know, book, actually, writing books and podcasts are quite good to do with parenting. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've both got it sus. We have. We have Way to us. Although yeah. I bet your wife does the majority of drop-off and pick-up, doesn't done she? Well. Yes. No, that I'm well. It wasn't a like, no. It was like, well. Very, we have a bit of help. Uh, but do you? I have would you got say a nanny? I do. A little. Not, not exactly a nanny, but we've got you a bit of like help. You don't like to say that. It sounds too uh, fancy. And, uh, but I do. I'm, I'm, but I, I do. I, you don't. I do. You don't. I like it. The way, the way your voice, the sort of tone of I your voice. I wear my electric car. Convince, I like it. Are you trying to convince me or you? I was just trying to get over step over you the fact that someone else enough. does the, the yeah, school looks, brings your stuff. children up <laughs> but I do I do half of all the other stuff 
What other You know, they're Loading bringing up the show. It's not just driving around, isn't it? You've got to feed them, put them in a bed, <laughs> bathe them. Okay, that's... Get yeah. up in the night. I'm, my, I'm very good How in the... How old are yours? Four you and two. up in the night. Oh, yeah, okay, two. So I, my, I'm quite... My wife's not as patient as I am, certainly in the morning. So um. I, try, I tend to get up in the morning at whatever time I've gone to bed and try and do the, the early bit. Oh, good. It's not entirely fair. That's good. Yeah. I get up in the morning and yeah. do all that. Charlie is like nocturnal, and so is our seven-year-old. Right. He flipping does not go to bed for love nor money. I mean, I can put him to bed as early as early can be, and he'll still be up at like 10 o'clock. Awful. Is he playing video? Is the video game one? Like you know what? So, I've obviously, Charlie's really into gaming. Is, Whereas yeah. all the other mums at the school are like, I only have half an hour of screen time. And literally, I only have half an hour off screen time. <laughs> and he, he absolutely loves it. Because you know, like how some dads, you know, they bond through football or whatever. He bonds through gaming. It's the lost cause for me. So yeah, basically, our children don't sleep and they're always on screens. Good. Yeah. Okay, you've rumbled us. <laughs> do they understand what you do? Do they understand what Charlie and you do? That your kids are they? Um, yeah, but I don't. I mean, nowadays, you know, everyone's got iPhones and they've all seen themselves in selfies and screens and stuff. So yeah. it's not that. I mean, they saw. So they watch news round every day at school, and I was on news round the other day, right. and so then, <laughs> then like that was the source of real excitement for <laughs> my son's class. But yeah, yeah they're non non. Do they watch Blue Peter? Um, Kofi's just got to Blue Peter age, so yeah. he dips in and out. And but you see, the problem is, is they're really into like gaming. It's yeah. terrible, and. So, Watching yeah. a kid opening loads of boxes, that's what, that's, that's what uh, Charlie was talking oh, about. Oh, Ryan. Was he yeah. telling you about yeah. Ryan? Do you know about Ryan? Yeah. Oh, look, everyone knows about Ryan. Ryan has right. his own toys in Target. He's like the highest paid YouTuber that exists. And yeah. he's this seven-year-old boy in America. And it's funny, if you look at early Ryan videos, they sort of lived in this small flat. And now, literally, their house is MTV Cribs with its own, <laughs> like, you know, TV studio and stuff. And there's Ryan toys everywhere. And, yeah. We should get our kids into that stuff. Uh, but will they be happy? No, I don't care. We'll get a little... Get a <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad, does it? Well, oh my goodness. Oh, look, you want to go home. You're looking at your watch. No, I'm just working out what time it is. So what I know time how long is I've it? I have no it's, idea. We've done, we done 55 minutes of podcasting. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Time flies. It does. It's, you know, that's enough. When you're... We could just walk off now and we go, that's we? it. Should we just do it? No, I've got loads of things to ask oh. you about. Maybe um, they want to go home. They can go. Did They're welcome to go. Oh. You're welcome to leave at any point. Uh, I will ask you about... You were backstage at Glastonbury with Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is it? Well, you know, if you're Kobe, 14. our seven-year-old, said it's the worst day of his life. <laughs> he calls that the worst day of his life. Yeah, I don't really like Glastonbury. I can appreciate that. I, uh, but you're in the posh VIP bit, right? Yeah, the nice sofas and, and pot plants and yeah. bowls of fruit and stuff like that. So you're friends with Miley Cyrus now that she's been on Charlie's show, isn't it? And take friends. That, what was friends? To take that, remember you from the interviews? Take that, I mean, I, because they, yeah, then they got famous, yeah. but then they came on, like, they, yeah. I don't know if they, they did back then make that connection, but I haven't seen them since their re, oh, actually, I did a pub quiz with Jason Orange. Well, there you go. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's well, right. We all forgot about Jason Orange, don't worry. <laughs> That's random, but that was even years ago. Now, yeah. you see, when you get was into Jason your Orange the answer to any of the questions on the pub quiz? <laughs> Who was that guy? Oh. He was in Take That. <laughs> yeah. It was me. Jason Orange. Have you ever been an answer on Pointless? Was Sarah Millican was just tweeting about being an answer on Pointless, and it was quite a hard question because it was whose was the uh, curator of the Museum of Curiosity? That's quite hard, right, to remember who those are, and she wasn't Pointless. But I wonder how many people... I remember the, the first time I was on as an answer on Pointless, it was... I got, well, how many times have you been an answer on Pointless? A couple of times. <gasps> I haven't made and it in life. And, but I, I bet John Noakes has but been only an two, answer on Pointless. I think I got two people knew got, my, got me. Oh, did they? Yeah, so that's, you know, it's pretty good for Pointless. That's... It's not very good for me, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not great, is it? <laughs> and so I kind of wondered, I wondered how many, you know... I was an answer on Only Connect. Oh, there you go, that's yeah, even better. that's fancy. I was mentioned on Only Connect. Mentioned? Yeah. In passing? Yeah. How so? Uh, it was about my hair, for some reason. Really? Yeah. What about I your I think hair? Herring had been one of the answers on the wall, and someone had said, someone was trying to connect Oh, yeah, me. okay. And yeah. was it the fish and not you? Uh, 
No, it was me. No, it was oh, a fish. Was, yeah, it was the fish. So um, you weren't really an artist. I think this, I think like, there must be, I was very upset when I was, because that was early on in Pointless when my career was like, I was wondering what's going on with my career. And I was very upset. And what is it. going on with No, them? I know, it's, it's not much. <laughs> no. But I'm, I've got at peace with it now. But then I wasn't at peace with it. And I thought, you know, there's, there's probably a... It's probably a, a black mirror. I keep on coming up with black mirror ideas. I, I sent one to. You Charlie. know what? He's not allowed. Oh, I'm, I don't. Don't say anything if you're not going to say it. No, no, no. But I can tell you. I'll what tell goes you what. I'll he's tell not you allowed one to that... look at other ideas. Okay. Because he can't look at. Oh any yeah, no, ideas. I knew that. It was, oh, I sent him one last week. It wasn't really a serious one. It was out last week. We we're talking. I don't know. Somehow you should do something about the purge because I'm obsessed with. Have you ever seen the purge, the film, or the? Yeah. It's just such a shit idea for it. Because, like, it sort of implies that if we were all able to kill each other, we'd all go out and kill each other. Uh, and I just don't think we would. I don't, you know, if that came up, I'd stay in, and so would everyone else. <laughs> so they wouldn't want to be killed. But I thought it'd be a good idea to do a sex purge, a version of the sex purge, where one day a year. <laughs> don't know how this came up at quite out of the conversation we had last week. Uh, uh, and, uh, and you can, whatever relationship you're allowed to have sex with anyone you want as long as they want to have sex so it's not like it's not a rapey as as sex it's, it's, it's not so rapey sex so the whole world yeah the whole world anyone one for day. one day anyone can have sex with anyone that who wants to have sex with them that would be a mental day but there's, there's, the film follows some people who want to have who want to cheat on their wives but can't find anyone who will, be, who will go along with it <laughs> <laughs> or a couple who can't get a babysitter <laughs> <laughs> who both really want to cheat I thought that'd be quite a good one but that'd be quite no I think there's like the humiliation of like being, you know, for for being a celebrity and then seeing pointless or whatever, telling you no, you 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 aren't. No one knows who you are, and your career's fallen apart. There's a, there's something in that, isn't there? There's, yeah, there's a, you know, that's I can uh, see that. then going on a killing spree and killing everyone, yeah. killing mainly Richard Osman. Uh, but uh, I just thought it was something. I was I was cool with it, don't we? I was all right. You seem cool with I it. I was cool with it. And I've been on Pointless three times since then. And uh, have you have you done, you've done Pointless, haven't you? I did Pointless and I did really well. So yeah. I, I decided I'm not going to go back on it because okay. I'll be really did you win? Point, did you win the trophy? Uh, I think we did win yeah. the trophy. You think you did. I can't remember. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't remember anything since having kids. Which is why <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really remember the other boat race that well. And you said all that detail. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I literally don't remember things. And also yeah, you I didn't did remember this... how to steer a boat while you were in the boat, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember anything. And literally, we'll watch box sets. Box sets, box sets, box sets. We all do it on streaming. And like one series, we'll, you watch it in like two days or whatever because you're binging everything. And then you watch like a million other series in between. And then, you know, the next season comes out. And I've forgotten all the plot points yeah, from too. the first It's just It's awful. good it means you can just watch the same programmes over and over again. Yeah. It's like I've watched whole films before that I've seen and then realised, hang on, I know what's going to happen next. I know what's going to happen next. And then I realised I've seen this film before. Isn't yeah. that just... Maybe I've it's got just, early onset dementia. My mum had dementia and I've got one in three chance because it's hereditary. And every time I can't remember something, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's happening, so maybe that's what's happening. Good, what a, You're was, seeing it live I was before your try, eyes. I was going to try and wrap up now, but you know, this, that would be an insensitive time to do, wouldn't it? Don't worry, it's fine. Well, a mum had dementia, but <laughs> let's not worry about that right now. I don't think we're going to get away with it. The audience aren't, the audience aren't behind us. Hey, Connie, it's been lovely to see you again. I forgive you for steering Thank into you. me. Oh, that's so kind of you. Uh, and... Uh, is uh, this why I'm on? Just so you yeah, could do it? Yeah, okay. you know, I thought it would be more of an issue for you. But I, I just that, couldn't even remember You can't remember even remember it, it happening. Yeah. That's, uh, if there was a pointless of the other boat race. No. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause. Connie Hart! Thank you so much for coming. Come see us in the spring. Buy your buy tickets now. I love you all. Goodbye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Connie Huck. Thank you, as always, to Pest for their fantastic musical skills. I would also like to thank everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. I would like to thank everyone at GoFaster Stripe and Sky Potato, all the crew who film these shows. They're great. Uh, do think about these people who are self-employed during the coming months and help them out if you can. Not George the Incompetent Sound Guy, though. Let him perish as he deserves. Um, I am indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. 
I'm also very indebted to my executive producer this week, Pete Banks, who, don't tell him this, but whenever one of us was having a wank on set, which we often do, <laughs> just to relax before the show, we would say we were having a Pete Banks. Didn't quite work because wank doesn't quite rhyme with Banks, but it was good enough for us. It was no insult to Pete Banks, who was an excellent executive producer on this one. It was just because it rhymed. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Please check out twitch.tv slash rkherring for even more content that should keep you entertained. There's stone clearing, there's snooker. We're going to be doing more interviews online to get us through the dark ages of this time that we are now living in. Stay bright and stay happy. Keep talking to your pals uh, online, on the phone. Stay indoors, unless it's all over, in which case stay indoors because of the nuclear winter that you're probably going through at the moment. Let's look on the bright side. Thanks for listening. Now fuck off.